When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know if there's such a thing as audio archaeology, but if there is, here's your chance to play at it. If you're over a certain age, you'll recognise this sound. It's a number roller on a bus. Before electronic signs, the numbers and destinations on buses were displayed on rolls of cloth, which were rolled with a crank by the driver or conductor. You have to put some number, numbers on it or people won't know where we're going. And a conductor was... Oh, ask your mother. Anyway, that number roller sound is in a documentary made in 1990 by RTE radio producer Kintilla Hussif about a day in the life of a Dublin bus, the number 16. I was prompted to take that out of the RTE radio archives when I was sent a documentary by a DCU student, Sarah Lennon, in which she spoke to Dublin bus drivers in 2010. I thought it'd be worth listening to extracts of both together. By the way, the full pieces from Kintilla and Sarah are on the documentary on one site. We begin with the opening of Sarah's, and then into the first trip of the day for Kintilla's 1990 number 16. I love for the 145, it's brilliant. The 49 goes to Tala. The 17A goes the to Tala. The 4A, I get that from um, Yeah, the 75, that goes out to the I get the number 50 from City Best. I, I get the 33A to Scary. I get the 74A to Black Bar. I do get the 13 from I get the 18 on O'Connell Street to Yeah, I get the 77 bus that takes me to Tala into the centre of the city. I get the 14. Yeah, I'm getting the 16. The 39 brings me out to Blanchardstown. Yeah, I get the 145. Yeah, I get the 10. I'm waiting for the 70. I get the 20B from Bullman to Stevens. Sometimes you can wait in there for a long time before someone flash the lights at you. <coughs> it's better now that it's not bright. Do you want this stop? 12 16, Captain. Receiving you, Tommy. Uh, Dorset Street on the way up over. I don't like the payout enter. I think it holds it up an awful lot. Now, I'm later this morning because of that, you know. Uh, I usually get to 10 to 9 and it doesn't get into about half past time. You know, over this page enter, you see people handing 20 pound notes. You know, and you have to wait. Maybe 10 people would get on. You have to wait till they all get their change. You know, it puts about 20 minutes onto the journey. If I, if I have the change, I will uh, make it. If not, I, you know, tell them, listen, you can meet me, in, I leave the change in head office or Summerhill Garage, whichever you prefer, but I cannot make 19 pounds in singles for you right now. And they say, so you'll take my 20 pounds and, and I'll have to collect it later. I said, well, that's the only procedure we have now at the moment. There's no way I can possibly make change. We don't keep money, we make part payments at each terminus. So I don't have a surplus of cash with me to make change. If you were to, you know, sit, stand beside me driving all day, I could tell you the guy that's going to not have the fare ready or the woman that's not going to have the fare ready 
or the person that's going to maybe chance giving me change or even sometimes to get back at you, you they may give you a whole load of pennies and coppers and stuff like that. Um, I listened to the workman's take away the board and um, it's really very, very boring. You're spending about three hours, three and a half hours a day in a bus and totally, really tedious. I, at one stage, I thought everything was going fairly well, running according to schedule, but at the moment we're way behind. We're at least 10 minutes behind schedule. So we'll probably be late in Grange Road and late handing over to the next driver. It's the rain that's holding everything up. There's nothing really one can do. Seats on top now, on top only. Look at half the road taken up. I don't know where they get their license from. I was actually up at a thermos there out in Belfield one day, you know, and uh, one of the lads was driving out behind me, but he went off to go to the toilet, and I had changed the stroll on his bus, which was supposed to be a number 10, but I turned him into a 46, you know? So, of course, he drove into town, and he got a bollocking about it, but he never knew it was me. <laughs> There's the help. Yeah, I can think of one very colourful driver called Paddy Stafford. He worked on the number 70 route, which is the Dunbine route. And Paddy used to do all sorts of things, do all sorts of favours favor for people. And I was talking to him one day, and I was relating a story that had been told to me by a conductor. I said, Paddy, somebody should write a book about you. I said, a conductor told me a story about you. Now, I said, I don't believe it. But he told me anyway, he said that you brought a pony uh, in from Blanchardstown for a woman on a bus. I says, Paddy Butcher, it was only a little small pony. It's just every day is different. I had another character on the, on the bus and he, he looked like he was a, like a down and out or living rough or whatever, but he was, he was, he was out of the norm and he got on the bus one day and he had, um, he wanted to, he had no money, he wanted to lift downtown from, from Doyle's Corner and I said, I can't let you travel, it was a fine day and stuff like that. And he decided, he said, he said look, if I, if I do a dance for you, will you let me go on the bus? And he started dancing and when I looked down, he was, he was doing Michael Flatley before Michael Flatley was doing Michael Flatley but he only had one shoe on him and I says to him I was trying to stop I says did you lose one of your shoes and he goes oh no no he says I found this one he said and I says get off the bus and start walking well, uh, I do one story that we were um, we were on this duty one night and the driver wasn't feeling too well and he says he asked me uh, would I uh, go into the shop and buy six eggs and I said, what do you want to buy six eggs for? Just buy six eggs. So I went into the shop and I bought a packet of eggs. And he came in and he, uh, he broke the eggs on the back of the... He went out down the back of the bus and, threw, and broke the eggs on the floor on the bus. And uh, he called in and said someone had uh, destroyed the bus. So someone got sick. And we... It's now what time? Half two. And um, it's been very busy. The traffic's been sticky. The lunchtime... Passengers, most of them are shoppers, um, people on their lunch break just travelling short distances across town. The amount of people paying bus fares at this hour as well is different to the morning. The mornings you have a lot of people with commuter tickets and at lunchtime we have a lot of the old people have their passes so they, well most of them don't show them anyway but you can tell by looking at them that, you know, they pat their bag or pat their, their breast pocket or something. If you look at the bus lane there, it's completely full of parked cars, double parked, trailers, everything. 
not a bus lane, it's just a parking lot. He was with his stockbroker this morning, and with his banker this morning, and with the post office this morning. And I was with my banker this morning, I was with the stockbroker. And uh, we also did our... What have you? Oh, yes, we had our go at the lotto as well. We had uh, a luncheon in a pub. He had sandwiches, salad sandwiches, I had cheese sandwiches, and we each had a small bottle of Portuguese wine. We're both retired, OAPs, you know, enjoying it thoroughly and wondering why there are thousands of people all over the damn place here and not doing anything, not working. What the heck are they doing? Why aren't they working their butts off to support us? Well, I'm not associated entirely with his comments, incidentally. No, he, he thinks the same way, he really does. It's hard, you know. It's routine we meet. with We're brothers, routine. you see. We meet in beauties in the morning, you see. Both services ghastly. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, irregular. Uh, uh, not dependable. Yeah, we have a six-day charity, okay? We do have one on the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think most of the people, to be honest, wouldn't say that they wanted to be a bus driver. We just ended up here. I know yeah. that's the terrible thing, but that's the, the way it's happened. Oh God, no! I want to be a train driver or a pilot or, or an astronaut or something like that. I think. Um, never wanted to be a student. I gravitated towards uh, being a mechanic, uh, which I enjoyed, and still do. Um, I, I wouldn't say I had any particular uh, career path. Yeah, for when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a bus driver. I, from the time when the two the two man bus, the conductor was on, and you just jump on the back, you know. I used to ask them for the bus roll. You know, oh, when they parked the bus in the Fleet Street, we used to rob the boxes. I don't know what I'd do with any different. I, I, I really don't think so. I think if I went back, I'd be happy enough to fall into the same um, category as I am now. I'm 44 years since, since I came in the first. I do another 44 to I got the chance. I love every day of it. I love it. I love the driving. You're your own person out there. You're responsible for everything, and just driving is what I love, so... Time now it's uh, 11.31. Left a minute late. That's just to make sure there's nobody left in the street. So, it's nice to see the guards arriving. It gives you that little bit more confidence of knowing that our presence is near, you know, in case you have any trouble. The staff car usually follows the last bus up towards the terminus. In case that you're Police is neither or anything like that, you know. I spent the whole day looking around and went into a pub at six o'clock. That's the highlight of the day. Excuse me. I had to go I had to go along fucking heart broken and the whole lot, you know me. I ended up in Conway's in Parallel Street. You know. I the hell with that, you know me. So, so we'll have a couple of points again to start the whole thing, you know, I mean, I'm on, I'm on the last bus, I'm on the last bus now at this, at this stage. Extracts of two documentaries on aspects of Dublin bus. Sarah Lennon's 2010 documentary on the company's drivers and Kintilla Hossop's record of a day in the life of a number 16 bus in 1990. Both documentaries can be heard in full online. Just go to the documentary on one page on rte.ie and click on the tab marked The Curious Ear. A quick run up the stairs so that I check there's nobody left behind. That's OK, we're all clear, now we can go back to the garage, finish. 
I just take off the numbers after this now because when I finish walk now, we don't pick up any passengers going back to the garage at this point of the night.